everybody. Come on in. Welcome to Bob and Joyce. Bob's a former HR executive. I'm a former OD executive, both C-suite members. We worked together for over 20 years for a global food retailer and partnered on much of our work, uh, make that most of our work. We did big progressive work and we want to share our experience with HROD change makers. Your work matters. 2020 challenges us to bump up the work. Can you think of any company, school, government, office, or religion that doesn't need some reimagining? It's an exciting time for HROD work. If you slash we are ready to be bold and brave enough to lead. Bob and I will be specific about what we did together, talking about everything from acquisitions to crisis moments to policy nightmares and to grand galvanizing moments. We want to support your work and offer a moment for you to step away from your daily chaos. We'll share our successes, our failures, and our hacks, which we had lots of hacks. This is so not a formal podcast. We'll pick a topic to explore from our experience. We like to learn informally by thinking and laughing together. We hope you listen and dig up some good nuggets and ideas to use each time you join us. Come on in, grab a snack, welcome. Hi, I'm Bob Stapleton of Bob and Joyce, and I'm really glad that you found your way to our very first Bob and Joyce podcast. Uh, today, we're going to start out by giving you a sense of who we are and how we got our starts in HR and OD and why uh, at this point in time in our lives are we engaging in this process of creating a podcast for HR and OD professionals. Uh, I think it's important if you're going to be a regular listener to understand how we got to where we are and uh, a little bit about our journeys in a way that hopefully will inform and be helpful for you. So with that, let's say, yes. Joyce, Hi. how are you today? I'm good. Come on in, grab a snack. <laughs> you ready to do this? I am ready to do this. <laughs> you know, I, we talked about taking the time to kind of introduce ourselves and uh, talk a little bit about uh, why we're doing what we're doing and, and what our hope is uh, yeah. out of our, our podcast together. Um, but I, I, I guess it begins with uh, who the heck are we and, and how did we find HROD? Uh, <laughs> yeah, which, which is great, but I'm laughing because I recently read a couple of formal bios of me and I yeah. thought, holy cow, did I do all that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so if somebody, so I hopefully we can remember what we did. You start here, Bob. <laughs> what well, see, brought you to HR? Okay, so... Um, you know, I came out of college um, and very quickly realized uh, when I was running a grocery store, uh, literally within 10 months of graduating from college, I was the assistant manager in a supermarket. And I realized... At age what? Oh my gosh, 21 or 22? <laughs> I mean, I, if I graduated, I guess I was 22, but I realized in a flash that nothing in my four years of liberal arts education prepared me for leading people, mm. like nada, zero, mm. okay? So I learned pretty quickly uh, that I had a different view of what being a leader was than what was considered being a manager slash leader uh, back in the late 70s, early mm -hmm. 80s. So how's that for dating myself? <laughs> uh, <laughs> wisdom, we've got wisdom. 
<laughs> we'll, we'll let our listeners determine that. But at any rate. Well, we've got the years. What, what I mean by that, I, I learned pretty quickly that I was much more interested in running a healthy store than necessarily having a profitable store. Uh, let me explain. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I took over for kind of a, I'd say it was an autocratic top-down store manager. Um, and it was a lot of telling. I mean, literally, it's like we had 180 employees that were waiting for five voices to tell them what to do, right? Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of weight to that. Um, and I learned pretty quickly uh, that my success was going to be predicated on having the right kind of relationships and how I talked to people every morning and, and what I did every moment that I was in that store. And I, um, I ended up being, I guess, uh, by most people's definition, uh, successful as a store manager, not because I minded the business and told people what to do. Uh, I created an environment that uh, they saw me as someone who trusted them, had their back. It didn't hurt the fact that I knew very little about running a grocery store. So the fact that the people that I depended uh -huh. upon to get the job done, there was not a person that wasn't better at their job than I was at mm -hmm. their job or my job. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that kind of started this path of being less interested in running a business per se or running a function mm -hmm. and, and looking at uh, on a broader dimension, not just one store. How do I influence an organization uh, to be the best possible healthy organization that at the time, and I still believe, if you have a healthy organization, you'll have a smart organization and you'll have a successful organization. And, and so that started the path where over time, when a position became open in HR, uh, I went to my boss. This is after being in operations for what, seven, eight, nine years. And I said, uh, I what, were, were you a DM at that point? Yeah, I was a DM. Yeah. I was a district manager and we had an HR director leave, and I was working uh, towards my master's in organizational behavior, I think they called it, back at uh, mm -hmm. USM. So I kind of already said, this is where I'm going. And uh, I was fortunate enough uh, against some level of resistance from the head of HR at the time. <laughs> she, when I met with her, uh, a prearranged meeting, we didn't we didn't have HR principles where we actually posted a job internally and externally. Ah! Uh, you know, I met with her, uh, I'll never forget it, the Sheraton in South Portland, Maine. And, uh, and, and basically, uh, she said to me, I, I, I'd like to be able to look at other people for this position. Uh, so I would like to have you come in, but it'll be a temporary role. You'll be kind of the acting uh, head of... Interim, uh, yeah. Yeah, interim, uh, whatever, you know, word that you would use. And I said uh, to her at that time, I said, I'll tell you what, I have a counteroffer. I would, I'm going into HR, whether it's with Hannaford or another company. Uh, my counteroffer is make me the director of HR. And if after three months, six months, if you're not happy with my, I mean, not happy, if you are ecstatic with what I'm bringing to your team, uh, then I'll leave the company. I'll leave voluntarily. And uh, she was a pretty bold, very smart woman uh, that said, you know, I'm going to take a chance on this guy. 
So that's how I got into HR. So I, if I had to summarize, it's my orientation, uh, not only as a leader, but someone who wanted to make an organization successful and knowing deep in my heart that that OD, uh, particularly the change agents out there, uh, are the ones that should be, must be on the front line, particularly today, of making organizations smart and successful. So is that, hey. is that packaged a little bit too neatly? No. Okay. I, think it's perf I think it gives a perfect uh, trajectory and understanding of how you got where you, where you got. Okay, good. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it over to you. So Joyce. Yes. Uh, how did you find OD or how did OD find you? Oh my goodness. Um, I always wanted to change any organization I belong to. What are we going to do about that darn phone? Just kill it. That's, that's This is real life, folks. I wanted to change in high school. I rewrote the Constitution, pulled people together of, of um, the student body. I could never leave anything alone. I rewrote any organization I belonged to. I would pull people together and try to change it and make it better. More representation, more, you know, more volunteering. College, the same thing. I was president of the student body, president of my sorority, president of everything. And I always would change it or, you know, say, what do we need to do differently? Informalize this, formalize that. Um, it was just in me. I don't know how else to put that. And then I went into the Peace Corps. And in for Peace Corps training, which is all about change and culture and, you know, that whole set of skills, I was um, introduced to literal OD by a team from Bethel, Maine, who came down to help grow this Peace Corps group that was going into the jungle. We were all going in very remote. And I, my first Johari window. <laughs> <laughs> Joe and Harry. I just went ding, 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 ding. This <laughs> me, baby. Um, and so when I came out of the Peace Corps, I went into teaching and I totally revamped. So I put self-managed learning into inner city seventh and eighth grade classes and it worked. And I was hooked. Um, then I had, uh, my marriage ended and I had to hurry up and get back to work. But I stopped and said, no, first I'm going to get a master's degree in OD. And I just, I, I'm so lucky that I knew this was for me. And I began to be lucky in getting jobs that I never had a resume. <laughs> wow. So yeah, I was very lucky in finding opportunities and positions for OD. What interests me is I did not want to be an individual practitioner. I wanted to live in whatever system it was and play there. I didn't want to come in and do a little bit here and a little bit there. I wanted to get my hands dirty and make large change. So I think, does that cover it? I think it does. Um, and here we are uh, 165 years later from those humble beginnings into HROD. <laughs> <laughs> or at least it felt like that sometimes, right? 
you know, yeah. you know, um, so why this podcast? Uh, you know, would you like to go first in terms of? I would because I think I suggested it to you. You did, so I'm I'm gonna yeah. I'm just a follower. So why this podcast, Joyce? Because I got itchy to make as big a contribution as I could for the good of our institutions, and that sounds very formal, but we are in a time of transition across the world, across all of our institutions. And I am a profound believer in small d democracy. And I have, in all my work, put it into work. So I know that's not pie in the sky. I've seen, I've done it at every different kind of level, whether it was an inner city school um, to a large global company. And when you can get it to catch on, it releases something really special among people for their satisfaction with their work, for their stretch and growing. It's just needed. And then I just think the world needs it. I'm very concerned that the United States doesn't always have people that understand how democracy works and how you know messy it is and how exciting it can be and how uh, good for everybody involved. And we have lost some of that. And anytime I can help people experience that, I want to do that. <laughs> that sounds grandiose. That is, you know, uh, nope. so, so the, the question put back to me. Also, people, also people, I think HR policy is a big intervention. So I'm not pie in the sky. <laughs> so uh, you, you did, you did suggest doing this and I'll just share why. Uh, in a world of choice, I thought this was exactly the right thing for me to be doing and working with you. And um, I'll, I'll share why uh, for our listeners. Um, the bane of my life in HR has been people in our discipline not feeling respected. Oh, baby. Not, mm -hmm. not feeling understood. Mm -hmm. Um and, and clearly, um, you know, not getting a seat at the table yep. um, of leadership. So the reason I see this as an opportunity, uh, not only for you and I, uh, but also our listeners, is Joyce, you have defied that uh, norm of how most HROD uh, people have been considered. Mm. Um, you, uh, in, in the time that you and I have worked together, uh, you have this way of whether it's in an individual conversation with an hourly person in a store or a CEO of a multinational company, you have a way of connecting uh, in a way that shows power, uh, a certain sense of fearlessness, i.e. have the kind of conversation that needs to be had. Uh, and, and even in your unconventional i.e. not the way we typically do things, you seem to be able to get individuals and particularly leaders uh, to see a possibility in their organization that's very different than that, what they've had in the past. And, you know, I, I'll contrast it with my own experience. So listeners, believe every word that I said, this uh, is a person who brings a ton. I look at my own experience, Joyce. You want to you cut me off? I do. I'm getting squirmy. Get squirmy. 
put words to your squirminess. I don't want the focus to be on me. Okay, so I'll put it on me. Okay, or here's what I want to say is yeah. that what we did is we found that we had overlapping values and skills. And in any of our most important work, we collaborated as partners. Yes. Even when we weren't working for the same company under the umbrella. That's right. That, and, and that part of it, well, I could be bold, and we can talk sometime about this three-day meeting that was going to hell. On the second day, I would always go, Bob, what have I done? Why did I start this? And um, so I experienced you as fearless in that way. But I want to emphasize um, the power that came from the HROD connection. I brought yeah. what I brought, at, and what you brought was the business sense. Yeah and the HR innate skill set. Yeah, it's, um, so thank you. Um, I, I'll never forget, I, I still remember this to this day. Um, when I, as I shared earlier, went from being a leader in operations to HR, I had this notion that I was entering this wonderful world uh, of enlightenment, and possibility and all the positive things that I was going to bring to an organization. And my first experience was meeting with a district manager and their HR specialist mm -hmm. to uh, work our way through an issue that was dark and ugly uh, mm -hmm. and brings out the darker side of we as humans. And in that moment, they started looking to me as the leader with the answer. <laughs> and two things quickly came into my consciousness. One. You had an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. <laughs> I barely understood the question, but I, I share that story because this is the work of HROD. It's uh -huh. messy. Typically by the time things come to you or the question gets asked, uh, it's been asked many times before. So you're not getting the low hanging, easy, uh, you know, A and B technical kind of solutions. You're getting the really complex. And, yeah. and I think, why do I say all that? I think my operations background and more of the traditional HR, along with your just incredible instincts about how organizations think and breathe and operate um, was really pretty powerful. And uh, we fed one another uh, in terms of our work and our strengths. So um, that's a little and bit about. I, I'm sorry to interrupt. The other thing that I want to emphasize, we both ended up in high level executive positions in our field. Yep. And we led, we yeah. were leaders. We weren't at the table to only serve. I, my, and we can talk about this another time. I told people that work for me, we, sue, we serve two thirds of the time so that that other third, we've got enough goodwill that we can really lead and do something different. And so I think the shift from practitioner to leader is something we could explore because we both end up, ended up in top leadership roles. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I, I, I'm hoping what we just shared at least piques the interest to our listener that, you know, hey, we may have uh, a nugget or two 
uh, to share. Uh, and I know that's the case. Um, <laughs> I do too. It's how many are we willing to share? <laughs> uh, and so, you know, as, as we get ready to jump in and, and uh, engage uh, our audience, is there anything that you'd like to share in terms of your hope for uh, this partnership? Uh, Come on in, grab a snack, welcome, come in out of the chaos, <laughs> laugh, and get a new idea. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. I, uh, I think this is going to be a lot of fun for you, myself, our listeners. Uh, our goal over time is to get this to be more interactive and have guests and have real conversations. Uh, and we'll do that once we get our training wheels off. Uh, but I hope people will uh, join us and, uh, yeah, get that relaxation going and uh, get a snack and let's jump in. This concludes another episode of Bob and Joyce Podcast. We are glad you joined us today and are leaving with ideas and tips to go forth and do great work. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please join us again in the future and please tell your friends and colleagues about us. We also hope that you will click subscribe and even better, give us a quick review on Apple Podcasts. It supports us and helps others to find the show. For more information, please visit us at bobandjoyce.com. If you'd like more ODHR content, please follow us on Facebook by searching for Bob and Joyce Podcast. Thanks again for listening today. And until the next time, stay safe and be well.